Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's generally always sad when a business is forced to close, but it's even more so when the building where the business once stood gets a visit from the Morning Roadshow Department of Irony. Firefighters in Springfield, Illinois, confirmed the building destroyed by fire last weekend was indeed vacant at the time the blaze broke out. The structure is now a total loss. When the trucks rolled up Sunday morning, crews immediately reported the flames of a working blaze inside the building, visible from the outside, and began going to work at putting it out. But they were hampered by the fact that there were no hydrants in the immediate vicinity, which seems a bit odd. When you think that it wasn't that long ago, a business called Complete Fire Sprinkler and Safety called the place home. <laughs> well, it's not really complete now, is it? No, they're, no. They're, they're missing an item or two there on their list. Yeah. Well, Cliff, we've all heard about the coronavirus over and over yes. and over oh, again. Yeah. And it's, um, well, now they're thinking that uh, yeah. because of that, the banking industry might be ready for a financial disaster. I don't want to alarm people. I'm really? not saying that's wow. going to happen. Wow. But they're talking about it. There's some rumblings about that. And okay. I'm not so sure, Cliff, that, uh, you know, it's more than 50-50. That could happen because, <laughs> yeah. well, the bank asked me yes. yesterday if they could uh, yeah. take out a loan from me. And oh, I'm really? like, dudes. <laughs> They've gotten all the way down to you. Yes. <laughs> Doing nothing. And feeling rushed. That's what I am this morning, Cliff. <laughs> I am doing nothing, and I have this sense of... That you can't... You, there's not enough time to do nothing. I, I, I've got the, yes, there's not enough time to do nothing this morning. <sighs> I don't know what's going on. It's a weird feeling. I hope it's a feeling that I'm winning the lottery later on today. Well, I mean, that could be. Then you'll have plenty of time to do nothing. Oh, Oh, I'll pay people. <laughs> to do nothing. For me, yes. <laughs> so you can do nothing. That's right. That makes sense. This is the weirdest thing today, Cliff. I'm <laughs> Just, telling you. I understand. I feel internally panicked. <laughs> internally panicked. Over nothing. Doing nothing. <laughs> we this daily report on the coronavirus and the media hype surrounding it gets assistance, as you might expect, from the Morning Roadshow Department of Just in Time for Breakfast. First, let's start in Santa Clara County, California where health officials yesterday gave a briefing to the media on what officials in that county are doing to combat the spread of the disease. Part of that briefing by Public Health Director Sarah Cody was the recitation of things that you can do to not infect yourself, like, say, frequent hand washing, and to avoid touching your face, because the main way any virus gets into your system is when you touch your own mouth, nose, or eyes after having touched something that contains it. And then Cody licked her finger to better get a better grip on turning the page of her notes. <laughs> and now we go down under. As Australians, like folks everywhere else, combat the hoarding of daily consumable goods like toilet paper. Enter the NT Times, the newspaper in the Northwest Territory who printed a special edition yesterday designed to battle the pending toilet paper shortage. That special edition contained a special eight-page lift-out section complete with handy perforated lines so that residents could use the news newspaper in the event of a toilet paper emergency. Residents of the region said it'd be a change for the paper who usually puts the crap on the pages before it goes out. <laughs> if it got down to that, Cliff, yeah. here, yeah. 
that the daily paper. <laughs> yeah. No, you're a, yeah. Were perforated for my pleasure. <laughs> yeah. I would be scooting along in the grass outside. Oh, of like my a house. dog. Like a dog. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Nick will lend a guy that walked over the uh, oh, yeah. volcano. I, I saw all the promos for that, but I didn't actually see the show. I'm assuming he didn't fall in. He did not fall oh, in. Okay. Because uh, <laughs> I probably heard about it. You would have heard about that. <laughs> I think he had safety things on, though. He wasn't going to actually Go fall in. in but, right. you know, it's easy for you to say, mm-hmm. unless you're the guy falling, and, <laughs> you know, you're yeah. thinking, is this really going to work? Yeah. But everything's okay. But he said today, Cliff, that. Uh, that was the scariest thing that he's ever done in his career. And he's done some, he's done some crazy things. stuff. Like the Grand Canyon, he walked over it, Niagara yes. Falls and all of that. And I'm thinking, this guy can do things on a one-inch cable. Yeah. And I can't get up out of bed late at night <laughs> and go to the bathroom without injuring myself. This morning, <laughs> no, I banged into the side of the door yeah. as I was going into the bathroom. And yeah. boy, you know how mad that makes you at about, oh, yeah. I don't know, 1.30 in the morning. Oh. oh, yeah. You feel like somebody in your house has snuck a punch in on you. <laughs> and then slipped away. And you then know, slipped you, away. You, you can't, you know, retaliate. <laughs> well, you can bang on the door a little bit, but it but, doesn't. Yeah, it's not the same not effect. Not the same. Yeah. Well, do you find yourself shaking hands less and less now because of the coronavirus has it made you that nervous I'm, i don't meet that many people does that make sense I to where i shake their hands anyway and uh so i would have to say no because there was uh we met someone here a couple of days ago remember that that's right and uh, shook his hand without i mean just just did it didn't really cross my mind so no the answer is no that's right i yeah. i feel the same way cliff we mentioned earlier this week that some people are now tapping each other's toes <laughs> there's way, it's a greeting yeah there, I've, yeah there are places you don't want to do that by the way that's true <laughs> in the men's room <laughs> in a stall to your stall mate that's the wrong place and time for that so, now now people are starting to um, yeah <laughs> elbow bump each other instead of shaking hands yeah can we just cut right to the chase can we just start on certain people when we meet them <laughs> can we just headbutt them like a ram <laughs> Just, just head. You just bam, bam. Just, just walk up to him and go, come. Just boom. Just like that, like that. Whoa, hey, yeah. <laughs> that's my greeting right there. We did sometimes said that military service is boring and tedious and seemingly without a goal for some, especially if your post is a cold, desolate place. The Air Force Airmen stationed at Joint Base Elmendorf Richardson in Alaska will get demoted and receive an official letter of reprimand after this violation that may have started because, well, he was bored or didn't like his tedious and seemingly without a goal job. The unidentified airman formally charged under Article 92 of the Uniformed Code of Military Justice. That's the part about dereliction of duty. But it boils down to something that's best told by the Morning Roadshow Department of Just in time for breakfast! Turns out the dude, sometime between January 1st and October 31st of last year, peed in his squadron's coffee maker. The military justice documents released by the Air Force indicate that as part of his regular job duties, the airman should know, or should have known, to refrain from urinating in a squadron coffee maker. The document doesn't say how the crime came to be discovered, but now we can guess, can't we? (laughs) Air Force number one. (laughs) 
Well, it's the elephant that's been in our room all week long here on the Morning Road Show. What elephant's that? I'm going to spring it out right now. What are you talking about? Daylight saving time starts on Sunday. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. I totally forgot it's this Sunday. It's this Sunday. Yeah. You're going to lose an hour on that day. What do you mean? Which is better than the two and a half hours you've already lost listening, listening to, this, to program. this program. Yes. Although you really don't lose an hour. <laughs> I mean, okay, there's only 23 hours in the day, but you basically give back the hour that you got last fall. But for this day, you're going to lose an hour. But it all works out in the end. But on that day, <laughs> you lose an hour. But in the end, over a year's time, it's a wash. So what do we even do it then? <laughs> I don't know, actually. <laughs> well, this weekend, Cliff, I believe I'm going to grab my lab coat and my safety glasses. Uh-oh. And go into the laboratory. Oh, no. And get ahead of this whole shortage of hand sanitizer thing. Oh, really? I've been reading, Cliff. You can it... make your own. Wait, wait, wait. You mean you don't need Purell? No. You can make your own hand sanitizer. That's exactly right. Interesting. And so I thought, what better yeah. opportunity for me, Cliff, mm-hmm. than to get in there and do a little bit of research? Yeah. And I found out that you can use, as one of the ingredients, yeah. alcohol. <laughs> okay. So, yes. Monday morning on this program, Cliff, yeah. Yeah. that's why I smell like Jack Daniels. Wait, 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 wait hold on. Yes. <laughs> wait. <laughs> no. It might no, be no, all no, over me. no. <laughs> No, you, you cannot use Jack Daniels to make hand sanitizer. Why not? <laughs> it's not the right kind of alcohol. They just said alcohol, <laughs> no, and I choose no, Jack Daniels. No, 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 no. No, it's, it's rubbing alcohol, like 60% rubbing alcohol. That would taste terrible. Well, you don't drink that. <laughs> you use it to sanitize things. But I'm trying to get ahead of the game so oh I can gosh. drink at work, Cliff. And no one will know oh, the difference. Oh, so that's the whole... That's, yes. That's what's going... You're not, you're not really interested in protecting yourself or any of us, mind you, from any type of disease. You just want to be able to drink at work. Yes. <laughs> I'll have Jack Daniels all over me, Cliff. I might even rub a little on my lips. <laughs> in case you care to investigate that. No. Come Monday no, morning. No, I won't. Thank okay. You. Even Ronnie Dunn knows that's why they make Jack wait, wait, Daniels wait, wait, to make wait, hand wait, wait, sanitizer wait, wait, wait. out no. of. If no. you read between the lines in that <laughs> no. song, he's t- referring no. to hand sanitizer. No, he's not. He doesn't say anything about hand sanitizer. It's a song about heartbreak and scars that won't heal. It has nothing to do with the virus. Oh, yeah? Where'd the two fingers come Keep in? Keep your fingers out of my glass. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> two he's... fingers is, you know, the measurement of how much you drink. But I don't want your fingers in my glass. Okay, but I'm going with Ronnie Dunn. It's 9.17 here on the Morning Road Show, and I really love this segment, but evidently, Cliff, nobody else does because nobody's calling 812-386-1250. I think we kind of just sprung it on them here because we were busy talking to Audrey earlier. Well, we mentioned earlier this morning that we were going to do that. It's time for, maybe we just need to announce it. It's time for You Choose the News. Call right now, 812-386-1250, and I'll give you three headlines you pick the one you like, and then I'll read the story that accompanies it. Boy, I tell you what, Cliff. Yes? That that stern voice of yours <laughs> got the phone lines lit up like crazy. How did you do that? It's magic. It is magic. magic. He's yes. got a magical time. Yeah. Here we go. Hi, who's this? This is Louise. I'm sorry, who? Louise. Louise, where are you from? 
Sumner, Illinois. Okay, so I've got three headlines. I'm going to read them off, and you pick the one you want to hear about, okay? Okay. Okay. Number one, the race you didn't know about. Number two, kind of like the Heimlich maneuver, but different. Or number three, going boldly where no man has gone before. Going boldly where no man's gone before. You, you want to hear about that? All right. All right. Here we go, Louise. Just remember, you asked for it. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and I get what I asked right. for. There you exactly. go. That's right. So, so L- Louise, there's no doubt that divorces can be messy for everyone involved. But when you add fame and celebrity to the recipe, it's without a doubt going to be even messier. And in this case, we're talking about William Shatner, who's splitting up with wife of 18 years, Elizabeth. Court records in California show they've been separated for just over a year, and their divorce finalized only days ago. As you might expect, in the case of a Hollywood legend like Shatner, there's a lot of property to be divvied up, and as it turns out, that property includes a home and horse farm near Lexington, Kentucky. Who knew William and Elizabeth Shatner raised and trained American saddlebreds in Kentucky, but they did, and that operation was listed on the divorce filed in California, with the couple each taking two of the four prized horses that were the center of the operation. Elizabeth gets the horse there, and court records also show William Shatner gets all the horse breeding equipment. Whatever that is, he also gets all the extra horse semen. <laughs> Louise? Yes? Don't you wish you'd have went with number one now? Hey, you're talking to a gal that was raised in Kentucky. So well, there you go. Okay. All right. You well, know, so you, would you care to dis- describe horse breeding equipment? Maybe you shouldn't. No. <laughs> well, Louise, we thank you for playing the game. You choose the news. You did a wonderful job. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Okay. Yes. Thank you. You're quite welcome. Bye bye. Bye bye. I wonder if they get to visit each other's horses every once in a while. Yeah, there's visitation rights. Yeah. Of course there yeah, is. There is. Well, it's time now for take it to the bank. Okay. Now, if you happen to be awake and staring at your smartphone in the very early hours of the morning on Sunday, mm-hmm. you know, not listening to the radio. <laughs> yeah. As was suggested earlier by our guest from the Grand Ole Opry. Yes. You'll have <laughs> these. Not necessary. <laughs> not necessary. You'll have the very small pleasure of watching the time jump from 1.59 a.m. to yep. 3 a.m. to start daylight saving time. Now, why is that the time? I've wondered what? that since oh. I was a kid, Cliff. I mean, they always say 2 a.m. Yes. So why is it 2 a.m.? Because they chose that exact time yeah. because officials were looking for years ago an hour that could easily disappear without wrecking havoc <laughs> on people's <laughs> schedules across the U.S. An hour that can easily disappear. Yes, sort of like the three and a half that have. That's so far today here, yeah. Since no Amtrak trains depart New York City on Sundays at 2 o'clock in the morning, yeah. losing that hour seemed to be the easiest one to get rid of. And that's why we do it. Okay. And you can take that so, to the bank. So basically, the government said, hell with the rest of us. <laughs> it's all about Amtrak. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, Cliff, was there anything said today? Yes, there was. We'll start with morning roadshow phrase of the day. Number three, that tongue is magical. You thought I missed that, didn't you? <laughs> I, not, I did think you missed that. Number two, 
there's not enough time to do nothing. <laughs> I feel rushed all morning. I'm still rushed, Cliff. The number one morning roadshow phrase for today. Refrain from urinating in the coffee maker. <laughs> you know, I missed that one. I try to guess along with you, Cliff, because yep. I don't know what you write so down. you thought I was going to say uh, something that Audrey said while we were talking to her on the phone? Yes. It, they don't need radio anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, there's no need to listen. Yeah. <laughs> you just couldn't make yourself do it, could no, you? No, I couldn't. All yeah. right. Paul Vuitton's next. If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.